Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless as he talks to successful real estate professionals and ask them to share their best advice ever. From deal syndicators to wholesalers, flippers, property managers, pest inspectors, and everyone in between. It's the best ever advice and none of the fluff. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Andrew Lenoy. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome, and I'm I'm really excited to speak with you. I know the Best Ever listeners uh, will love to hear about your experience and your Best Ever advice. Real quick about Andrew. He has purchased uh, while having his full-time job six years ago, he, he's now on his own, but while he had his full-time job, he had purchased over 100 single-family homes um, and did transactions on those 100 single-family homes in three different markets, Dallas, Memphis, and Atlanta. And he actually, that full-time job was, in, in all intents and purposes, really two full-time jobs whenever he was telling me about it earlier. It was over working over 100 hours a week um, and putting a system in place so that he could eventually leave the rat race and do his own thing and, and focus on real estate full-time. So I'm really excited to speak with him, and I know, um, you know, Andrew, we're going to get a lot out of this conversation. Um, and so with that, can you tell the Best Ever listeners a little bit more about your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I got interested in real estate about six years ago, and long story short, my my folks had retired and moved to Florida. The when 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 the bottom fell out of the subprime crash, they lost a good chunk of their retirement portfolio. Um, they ended up being okay and being able to manage it, but I, I didn't really understand what happened, and that led me to um, researching and reading a million books on what happened on you know what just. On, on economics and led me to the crash and then ultimately to real estate. Um, I think when most people start the path uh, of a, as an investor, they look in their backyard for deals. And I've lived in Los Angeles for about 20 years now, and just I couldn't find anything that cash flowed. I figured out what my personal investment philosophy was, which was a cash flow <clears throat> cash flow investor and also a buy and hold investor. So that model didn't really work for where I live, and that led me to learning about different markets and ended up buying, picking picking Dallas, Texas as the first market I invested in, built out a team there, and bought a lot of property in Dallas, Fort Worth area, and then moved on to Memphis, Tennessee, and purchased quite quite a lot of property there. And then now I've been focused on single family and getting into multifamily in Atlanta for the last three years. What was your model in Dallas Fort Worth? Um the model was it's it's all been single family and I would Dallas 
specifically, I would find distressed properties in good neighborhoods with good school districts, go in and, and do the sum, and then buy, and then buy and hold. And through the the different acquisitions, I would bring in partners to some of those deals and people who were interested in investing as well. So some were were a little more passive, and some were a little more active in terms of getting loans and things like that. And did you repeat that model in Memphis and now Atlanta? Yeah, same thing in Memphis. And Atlanta was a little different. Atlanta, I had met a few partners who were who were uh, met a few guys who were living in Los Angeles and had had been investing for about ten or twelve years. Some some of that in Arizona and some in Atlanta. And we had um, met and spent about a year just talking about the different investments and models we were working on. And they had a different background and different skill sets in being in finance and some. Um, we decided to put a partnership together, and so they they actually moved to Atlanta full time about about two years ago, and so they're they're equal partners. They're on the ground, and they're you know they're running all the day to day operations and the renovation crews and 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 acquisitions and and basically everything on the ground there. So it, it's a little different than the previous two markets. And because because of that, we've been able to do quite a bit of quite, quite a bit of volume in the market. And it's a little bit different because you have your team members who have a, a financial stake in the property doing the on the ground work versus Memphis and Atlanta. You contracted that out. Correct. And in Memphis and Atlanta were really I would find the deals along with a property property manager or, or broker or whoever my my day to day team was there as opposed to a partner who just like you said has has a has an equal or vested interest in these properties. And that goes back to um the our our investment philosophy as buy and hold investors. Um you know, they're spending a lot of time trying to find the right deal so that we can add value through through um, renovations and then and then hold for the long term. And are you exclusively focused on single family homes? It's been it's it's been the majority of the portfolio, but now we've now we've um, worked on multifamily and we've spent about about eight months to build out that team. Brought in a few more partners, and we just contracted and we're actually in the middle of due diligence on a forty four unit. Building in South Atlanta, which is um, the area that we're that we're focused on there. So that will be our our first multifamily, and our partners who we brought into this, who are who are separate from my single family partners, but now we're on the same team looking at multifamily. They've been in that market and and acquiring multifamily there for years and years and years. So that was the the reason for the partnership. Congratulations on the the 44 unit being under due or under contract and in, in due diligence. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. How are you financing that? That's that's a pretty unique deal. It's actually going to be about 50% seller financing, and it's not it's not a big it's not a big deal. That's um, we're looking at that right now. I think we contracted for 17 and change a door. So we'll we'll bring in a we'll bring in a few select partners for that and 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 raise the money for the rest. But the seller financing is is pretty critical with with that deal specifically because the returns are great. And how did you find it? That was an off market deal that our partners found, and those are the new partners that we brought in. Now uh, the perks of being in the market. <laughs> 
Right. Well, based on your experience, I mean, you, you've clearly got a tremendous track record in single-family homes and, um, you know, finding distressed properties and um, turning them and, and making them profitable for everybody involved in multiple markets um, and now, you know, progressing to multifamily. And um, what would you say your best advice ever is? Well, if I I'd have to break it down into a couple components, and one I think is the the one is education, which has been absolutely huge in in my development as an investor. Another, which ties into that, is networking, and through all of the event events I've been been to, and all of the the folks that I've met, some of have have become just powerful mentors in my life. I've also met um, a lot of the partners that I've worked with, whether it's through a, a joint venture or whether it's act, my actual partners in Atlanta I had met at a at a real estate event. So I think that's that's huge because that all points to your team and having having a good solid team is just it's critical in your in your success. So I think especially the networking part um, it's it's so great to get out and meet people and share ideas and you know talk with like like minded investors and also there's been some absolutely amazing partnerships that have that have come from it. And I I think that you know I love that aspect of it both the education and the networking part um, and I think investors probably hear that a lot but might not necessarily act on it or. Um, do it to the extent that I know you do it. Um, so can you get specific on the education? We'll start with first education. Um, what about education would you advise real estate investors to act upon? Well, it's pretty easy. There's so there's so many um, ways to to research now with the internet I, I i probably ended up reading over 100 books on really anything i could get my hands on whether it was starting with rich dad and and a lot of that um a lot a lot of the books that came out through that camp and just so so many books so i just devoured through a lot of that and then got on to um you know bigger pockets i think is pretty amazing as a resource um there's there's just a lot of way to not spend very much money and get a lot of a lot of value out of that um and i think that kind of ties into you know through being in different meetup groups and things like that then figuring out the the um you know the seminars and and that and that sort of thing you could definitely pay a lot of money for for certain events but i think you can also go to a, a lot of events that are free or not that expensive and you're not going to show up at one and all of a sudden it's a it's a game changer necessarily i think you got to kiss a lot of frogs and get out and meet the right people and it takes time but um if you i think if you do it long enough you'll see you'll see some pretty good results and i know um you know just from the conversations we've had over the phone prior to this and the follow-ups that you've had and how you approach things, I know that you live that advice. Um, you know, whenever we got on our very first call, I don't know when it was, maybe two, three months ago, and you were asking me, you know, what are my what 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 are my goals? What am I um, focused on? And I happened to mention this podcast, 
and you're like, well, I know some people I would love to introduce you to, to, um, you know, to have an inter- to be interviewed on the podcast. And, um, you know, one of them was uh, Jay Massey and, um, you know, there were a couple others as well as I'm sure you're going to introduce me to more people. And right. I think that is something um, that certainly helps with networking. And whenever I think of networking, I simply think of building friendships. And whenever you uh, give before you get, um, that makes a difference in someone's mind whenever they're creating a relationship with you because it's like, oh, wow, this person really wants to help me out. Um, And then there's a law of reciprocity where you want to, in return, do whatever you can to help them out, whether it's intentional or not. That's just how human nature is. And I know from a, a networking standpoint, um, you know, you certainly live and breathe that philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you nailed it on on the head. You know, you always hear these these the one liners in real estate, like always be closing and things like that. And I, and I don't think that's true. I think you know, for me, it's always always add value. And my my background for 15 years is I was I was a talent agency at a, at, a, at basically the largest talent agency in the world, and at my fingertips, I had enormous resources, and so part of my job was trying to connect those resources to clients or colleagues at the office or whatever that looked like. So that's something that I, I think I've just I've just done naturally for for years and years and years. And the better you are as a connector, it's it's not only good karma, which I think is you know reason enough to do it, but I think it just it come it comes around to you at the end. Let's talk really quickly about some best ever advice based on your experience as an investor identifying single-family homes that are uh, primed for the picking to be turned around. What is something? Um, what what is something that you look for in a single-family home that is ready to be turned around? Well, for for me, it always starts with the market. And once I identify the market, then I have to have a good team there. And then I get into the nuts and the bolts of the deals. And I, and I honestly think that the, that the deals are interchangeable. If something doesn't work or fit in your box, then it's on to the next deal. So I think the first thing you have to figure out is what, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a market that's that's appreciating with not very much cash flow? Is it is it more of a cash flow play? Is it a, a buy and flip and a capital capital gains move. So I, th- I think you need to start with your philosophy first. Um, everything that I've worked on for the most part has always been in markets that cash flow. So personally, I'm always looking for the best return or cash on cash return that I can find because I know I'm going to hold on to these properties indefinitely until it doesn't make sense to hold on to them anymore. So if I can get in at the right price and years down the, years down the line, I know I'll see some appreciation. I don't know how much it's going to be, but it's basically the icing on the cake because in theory the entire time the properties are are cash flowing. Makes sense. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Best ever book you've read? Best ever book I've read, I'm reading this for a second time right now. It's 80-20 Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall. Um, it's incredible regardless of what side 
of or what what area of real estate you're in the uh the line the the book is the definitive guide to working less and making more and it's incredible i think you can pick it up for 10 bucks on amazon or wherever you buy books i just got done reading uh, marketing outrageously and that is a really good marketing book as well that I, I consider myself a out of the box thinker and based on my advertising background but that opened up my eyes to a lot of different tactics and approach and and quite frankly strategies to approach marketing so um that's another good marketing book uh for for any you know for all the listeners that's great best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it best ever growth experience I think when I when I first started investing and in, in up until last year as I left my full-time job um I I was putting in somewhere between 100 and 110 hours a week in the office and you know we we all have the same amount of time we all have 24 hours so it's really just how you um how you make use of that time and so I was getting up early and working on real estate and plugging away at a few things during the day and then spending my evenings doing it and weekends and it's it's not easy but that that really that really taught me to use my time wisely and and I was also able to get a lot done in in a relatively short amount of time and once I put that plan together about how to transition out of this career I was in and it was just a matter of putting putting my head down and, and and getting it done. So that was a big lesson that you can really, through focus and a well thought out plan, you can you you can achieve quite a bit. Best ever success habit you practice. I love to I love to time block or time chunk, where you literally put in. Um, a certain amount of time in your calendar as um, a, a block, like for instance, I'm going to read every day from 12 to 12:30, or whatever whatever that looks like, and you put it put it in your calendar, and you absolutely stick to it. You put all of your stuff away. You turn your phone off. You close your browsers, and you just focus on that. Whether it's creative writing, or whether it's a marketing plan, or whether it's an executive summary, whatever that is, and um, I think everyone thinks they can multitask and th- there may be some truth to it but it's but it's pretty amazing if you just focus on one task and kind of give it your full attention for a short amount of time. I noticed I was able to get get projects um completed a lot quicker. So that's been that's been pretty great. Best ever internet resource you use for real estate investing. I think recently it changes a lot, but I think recently um, Bigger Pockets has been pretty, pretty amazing, and that's how that's how you and I met, and I think that's, you know, that just that speaks pretty volumes about how great the how great that infrastructure and that network is. You can you can certainly get some some great relationships and advice, and especially as a new investor um, looking to learn, there's just so much so much good content on that website. Best ever quote. My favorite quote is, "You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want." And that was by the uh, the late and great Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar, yes, yeah. I love that quote. That's one of the ones I live by too. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a great yeah. quote. Uh, I've got it's that one, and then uh, Tony Robbins. 
when he does his TED talk, he he says the secret to living is giving. Yep, yep, that's a great one too. All right, Andrew, what's the best ever place to reach you? Right now, I, I launched an education, an investor education company earlier this year, and it's Real Asset Academy, realassetacademy.org. And um, I've got a free training course on there and talks about different asset classes outside of uh, real estate and hope, hope that's been, hope that's a good, a good, uh, a good, a good, you know, a good, um, a, a good company to share with people. It's been, it's been pretty successful so far. Great. And is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? I don't think so. I just think it's important for you know you can you can read all the books you can get your hands on and spend time on the internet, but get out and get out and talk to talk to other investors, and you'll be surprised at what people open up and share and you know things you can learn just through through one-on-one interaction with people i just i think that's i think it's so important yeah i think all of the uh successful real estate investors have realized and know intuitively that it's a it's a networking business where you create connections you create friendships you see how you can benefit others um, because ultimately by benefiting others um, everybody's going to benefit Right. Yeah, real estate is definitely a, a definitely a team sport. All right. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. I appreciate your time, and I know the best ever listeners got a lot out of this too. Great. Thanks for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.